Two Voices Radio Podcast with Nick Benjamin and Andy Waterfield. And welcome to the podcast. Hello, Nick. How are you? Uh, very well, thank you. Good to see you. Now, uh, this week we're talking about TV. Yeah, because this podcast, we do all sorts of things, but occasionally we like to do uh, something a bit different. And over the last few years, there's been a channel quietly beaming out archive shows to the nation. But during the last few months, has attracted a whole new avalanche of devoted viewers. Yes, uh, Talking Pictures TV is available everywhere. And it's a lovely story. The co-founder is Sarah Cronin Stanley. Talking Pictures TV was basically launched by me and my dad because we decided that people really needed to have good old-fashioned telly back and to be able to see these B-movies, some good old black and white telly, some good old series, um, and not leave them languishing in sort of drafty, horrible vaults and archives where nobody would ever see them again. We launched five years. We're now in our sixth year at the moment. Yeah, sixth year of broadcasting. There doesn't seem to be anywhere else that you can get this sort of thing because for a while, BBC Two, I remember if you put BBC Two on on a Saturday afternoon, it always used to be some black and white film on. You say, oh, what's this? But you, you can't get it anywhere else, can you? No, well, in fact, that that's part of the reason why we did launch. We used to, we are film distributors, so Noel used to buy the rights to, um, still does, buy the rights to films, the copyrights. Um, to particularly British films from the sort of 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, um, particularly B films as well. He was very passionate that they didn't get lost um, and forgotten about. And we used to sell these films to all the main channels to be their afternoon black and white movie. And oh, right. Yeah, it just stopped. They stopped buying from us. They stopped showing black and white films. And we just thought, this is crazy. I mean, Dad's uh, 73 now. Um, I'm... And, uh, <laughs> sorry, I didn't, he, I didn't get that. <laughs> sorry, there's something on the line there. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we, we just thought, this is crazy. You know, there's a massive audience that really want to see Sam Kidd in their lounge again and Stanley Baker on a truck bursting through, you know, and Sid James running a cafe. You know, people want to remember these household names. And particularly at the moment in these awful, troubled times, I think I hate the word nostalgia. I really do because I th- I'm very passionate about film and, and TV history and archive history. But, you know, if that brings us another audience, then thank you, God, because we will be the home for nostalgia for people to just escape to another time. One of the things that I find amazing about it is there's there's films on there, obviously there's films on there, but there's really strange little bits and pieces, like a five-minute film about mm-hmm. the Mil- Merton Film Studios. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I'm really proud of that bit of our channel and I love finding them. You know, one of my favourite pieces is a whole 10-minute film about the Sheffield Angling Society in (laughs) London. Where the heck did you find it? Uh, You don't want to know. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm sorry, I asked you. We do have lots of connections with private collections. We get a lot of film reels because we really do work with proper old-fashioned film. So we get a lot of film reels donated. Um, One of my other favourite ones is... um, bowling how to go bowling in the 50s and mm. bowling had just become the new thing to do on a friday saturday night it's lovely and uh, the best one is how to look after your chopper bike oh okay <laughs> that's very important isn't it? <laughs> yeah um so these and we, we work with the imperial war museum as well they've got a fantastic archive and they I- um, I wondered, I wondered if you linked up with them because it seems to be the sort of same sort of era. There seems to be a bit of a crossover there of the sort of things you might see if you're walking around the museum. You know, you, often in museums, um, 
there's little film clips playing and you don't have time when you're in a museum to watch them, do you? So it's almost like an extended version of that. Oh, yeah, it's brilliant. I mean, the uh, Imperial War Museum archive is fascinating, not just from a war, a war point of view, but we've got some great shots with like Tommy Trinder telling you how to eat in a restaurant. Um, and, you know, and, and just little quirky bits that kind of, I think they just make talking pictures stand out from, from any other channel that you might be able to see a black and white film on because there have been a few I have noticed that have um, cottoned on to what we're doing and recently have trialled something black and white um, and an old film that they never in a billion years would have thought of playing of before. But, you know, I'll take it as a flatter, flattery. Oh, yeah, I think you definitely should. And it, it, it just shows that um, a channel which is, you know, just sort of doing its own thing on on a multi-channel TV can actually have a real impact on the on the big, big channels. But the thing I find fascinating is it's just a, such a small team of you, isn't it? I mean, the, the workload... It must be a bit of a, a, a sort of a labour of love, isn't it? Oh, my goodness. It is definitely a labour of love. If you could see these bags under my eyes and, and what, what I looked like five years ago before we launched. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a do love it, you know, and, and, and having that one-to-one relationship. I mean, it's literally, it's me, Dad, and my husband running running a channel that's bigger than National Geographic from our garden in Oh, my Canada. gosh. So it I- is crazy when you think about it that way can i can i ask you some questions about the logistics of it because a lot of our podcast listeners will be very interested in and and our radio listeners will be interested in knowing about the shows itself and what you put out but i i'm i don't know we're a bit nerdy on this podcast and on our radio show and we one of the things we're always interested in is how people do things now one of the things that fascinates us is you've had this channel running on the free view for example on the sky and all those different ways you can get it but it's quite a big undertaking to do. And there's big boys and big girls out there running, trying to run community TV stations and they all fail and all flops. And yours is going on and sailing ahead, showing these ancient things. It's amazing, isn't it? Uh, yes, it is. Um, it is amazing. I, I don't, you know, sometimes I just think, how, how, do, how are we actually still on the air? Um, so how are you doing it? Yeah, okay. Well, let's start from the top. So we launched on Sky, and to launch on Sky, you have to get a broadcasting license. I thought so, yeah, yeah. You have to buy a slot from someone that's leaving Sky. I see, yeah. Experience, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sounds like it was painful. Go, yeah. Then you have to go to the bank and beg. And I mean beg. And you've got to tell them that you wow. want to run a channel in today's era showing black and white telly. Yeah. And the bank will look at you and go, you what? sorry everybody has color television licenses now you know they don't i mean we do play color films we've got cliff richard on now in um in beautiful color um but you know none of the banks wanted to know so so that was all fun um and then we decided that really if we wanted to reach the audience we want to reach um we need to be on freeview um, and so then we had to go and negotiate with Freeview and buy a space from them. Uh, we then went to Virgin Next and FreeSat finally. Uh, the biggest problem is um, we don't broadcast from our house. So although we we create the schedules, we buy all the programming, we do all the mm. restoration, we transfer all the films, the, um, Noel actually schedules the channel with a pen and paper. Um, so every day that you see is not done by a computer with some software telling you that you haven't played this one since March. Like 
it's literally a pen and paper. It is wow. love. And I mean love. He puts so much effort into every single day on the channel. And then you've got to find someone to transmit it all for you. And that's difficult. There's a lot of big boys out there. And we went with a small company. Um, and we transmit, we used to transmit out of Vauxhall mm. and now we transmit out of Chiswick to a slightly bigger boy. Oh, yes. Now, the Chiswick one is quite a well-known, well, in the broadcast industry, it's quite well-known, isn't it? So do you actually physically take your things to them to 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 play out? Uh, you know, if, you're, if you've got a film, uh, some very old film, do you send it to them or do you, you know, upload no. it to them or... So this is where it gets more interesting. <laughs> so all the actual film comes here. We watch it and view it on, yeah. on uh, Noel Steenbeck, so the old um, old uh, deck to watch literally 1635 mil on. Wow. And then we have another um, old boy, a uh, lovely chap with him, who comes and picks it up in his car and takes it to his office in London. Yeah. And um, he sort of semi-retired him. He's such a lovely chap. Um, and he then transfers it to file, and then it goes to the transmission centre. Wow. Good grief. It's wow. amazing. You're bucking the trend completely because everything is glitzy and shiny on the television these days, and everything you're doing is the complete opposite to that. But it's working, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we do spend a lot of money on restoration. I'm not going to lie. I mean, some of the stuff didn't look so glitzy when we got it, and now it looks glitzy. Um, um, but, you know, I think I think there's just a charm about watching an empty London in the 50s, you know, and, and I think people are really craving that at the moment. And I, I'm finding that a lot of, um, you know, the younger audiences are really flocking to us at the moment and starting to talk about who's this chap and who's this lady. And, you know, we're educating them on social media. You know, this is Dora Bryan and she was a master in the 50s and this is Stanley Baker and that's Richard Todd, you know. And I just love the fact that a younger generation, oh, plus in lockdown, we had um, some Laurel and Hardy on and and social media was just awash with all the grandparents kind of introducing their grandchildren or mums and dads introducing wow. We had Cat Weasel on as well, which was great during lockdown. So, you know, brought to you by Electricery um, to all a new bunch of kids was... Uh, why, why do you think the young people are coming to you, though? I mean, what's, what's, what's the appeal to them? Well, I don't know, really, because um, I, 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 I didn't think young people watch telly anymore. You know, they're all so obsessed, the younger generation, with, with what they can watch at what time yeah, they want to watch it. That's right. They're telling them that every day you've got to tune back in at nine o'clock if you want to watch the next episode is quite an education, you know, and it's difficult to get that message across. I mean, we get literally thousands of emails a day. Most of them are, can you play, can you play, can you play, can you play? But some of them are, I miss this, how do I get you on catch-up? And, of course, we don't have catch-up. All oh, right, have- yeah. You get out your TV magazine and you get your highlighter pen and you circle what you would like to watch this week and then you tune in. And that's really bucking the trend because if you don't like that style of circling and watching when it's on, then you've missed your chance, haven't you, really? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I love your bluntness. It's fantastic. Yeah. Well, do you know one thing? It, I mean, it's it, it's so unusual. I think for a for a television channel or any broadcast to be quite so open with the audience because people can phone you and and make suggestions. And so, how important is that contact to you? 
I love it. I think there is not another channel on the entire universe that has the kind of relationship with their audience that we do. And mm. our audience are incredibly vocal. I mean, they, they tell us when we've done something right, and they also tell us when we've done something wrong. <laughs> so we know about it pretty quickly if there's been a technical fault that was out of our control or whatever. Um, but, you know, it's all part of being talking pictures, really. I love the fact that people send me postcards when they go on holiday, you know, missing talking pictures. Hope you're all well. Oh, it's amazing, I mean, isn't it? You know, I, I wish you could see the office because since um, since this year, you know, I think we've got about, I'm just trying to look now, about 200 thank you cards just from people about how we've changed their life, you know, and, and, and help them get through lockdown with entertaining them for free. You know, I, mean, that's I, I, I did wonder if the whole sort of awfulness of the whole coronavirus, has that, dare I say it, has that in a strange way brought more people to you because they've been locked down and gone through the free view channels and gone oh I didn't know this was here yeah definitely and um, we we had a we had some nice spikes uh during lockdown. <laughs> we won't um, laugh about you cashing in on the correct coronavirus yeah no 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 I'm talking about audience peaks <laughs> audience peaks we had some nice audience peaks during uh, lockdown, which was really encouraging to see. And loads more people saying, wow, just found you. This is great. You know, I'm I'm going to sit this afternoon and watch a nice film. Yeah, it, it definitely was. I mean, the biggest problem for us, though, is we're a free TV channel. Mm. And the only way we can pay all the bills and keep those projector wheels turning is advertising. And, of course... Uh, it, it fell on its bottom and, and still has, you know. I mean, we've lost 75% of our supporters in advertising. If people want to support you, I mean, it's an obvious thing to say, but if people want to support you, is it purely through big advertisers coming to you or can people subscribe to you or, or, or you know, put Patreon or, or come your way somehow? Uh, the best... Everybody always asks us that, you know, can we buy one of your calendars? Can we can we buy a DVD? Because you've got calendars on sale, haven't you? I've noticed those for next year. That looks good, actually. Calendar, get yours now. Going like hot <laughs> I'm, I'm being serious. We sell out every year. It's lovely. And um, I bet you're every- sending them from your 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 own place, aren't you? I bet you're doing it yourself. My 11-year-old child has just finished his homework. And I think that's called slave labour, isn't it? <laughs> probably. He's now loading up people's calendars for me to post in the morning. Oh. Um, so yes, yeah, so that that is one way. But the biggest thing is just spread the word. You know, spread the word about talking pitch. Let's get our audience, you know, up to a nice a nice level where advertisers go. Hold on a minute, I think we should talk to them. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's the biggest thing that you can do because word of mouth is so important, so important for us because. You know, a lot of the audience that we want to reach aren't on Twitter or Facebook or any kind of online platform. It literally is, you know, a plea from us to phone a friend and say, did you know that tonight at nine o'clock you could see Frank Marker in public eye again and, you know, tell a friend, pass it on. So, uh, Sarah, are you saying then that people are really finding you just by going up and down the channels and they go, oh, this is interesting? Um, well, yes, they are. Um, we were very fortunate. We're now in pretty much all the TV mags. It took mm. us a year or so to crack times, but they've been huge supporters of ours and we thank them for it dearly. We've got some great celebrity supporters who are always tweeting about us and and I really I really, really thank them because we can't afford marketing budgets, you know, and without them telling everybody, hold on a minute, have you seen this channel on Freeview eighty one? You know, let's all tune in. Um without Without the likes of them, the word would still be going around about 10 people in Watford. So, um, 
so you know, I, I really appreciate the likes of, of Danny Baker and to Tim Rice and Vic Reeves and you know, they've all just been amazing. We you know, I think when we first found it, we, we were going up and down the channel and said, Oh, look at this, this is really good. And and Andy as as uh well I think you know, we, we had a little off air chat before we started recording this and Andy's bought something from you because you also do DVDs, don't you, that people can buy from you? And he's he bought a very weird series that he's been showing me called Together, which was a very strange, very strange soap opera. And he he said to me, "You've got to watch this." And I, honestly, I've sat down and watched it, and I, I, I don't know, well, I don't know what to make of it. <laughs> Tell us about it together. Uh, it is nothing <laughs> short of blue and marvelous. <laughs> Tell us about it, then, Sarah. So, together was made by Southern TV in the seventies. I want to say seventies, late eighties, uh, I think. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I digress. I can't remember that time period, um, and. Uh, and it's just brilliant. It's full of great characters who you're sitting. I mean, it's got Kathleen Byron in it. You know, the black. It was a soap opera, was it? It's going yeah, out on ITV it's or something, called, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it's called uh, the 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 whole thing centres around this sort of service block of flats called Rutherford Court, where you can have tea and coffee in the lounge for ten p at any time of day. Um, and you know, and. Thursday there'll be a fish and chip supper, but hold on, Molly's put her washing in the washing machine with with Sandra's red tea cloth, yes. <laughs> and all of Miss Brian's pants have gone pink. You know, just <laughs> hilarious, and and and, and great. And I've, I'm pleased to say, and I'm really pleased to say that forty odd thousand people tune in to watch that at two o'clock every weekday without fail. That's absolutely 40, amazing, isn't it? That's amazing. Wow. Absolutely amazing. And I don't blame them because it's just brilliant. One of the, one of the wonderful things about Together is that the second series, for reasons which I'll never really understand, but the second series was done live. I mean, the live. concept of doing a live soap opera. I know we do it occasionally now as a bit of a gimmick, but it wasn't a gimmick. Yeah, it was just how they chose to do it. It's bizarre. Yeah, every day, every day, bless me. And I've kept the boards in. So even now, when you watch it on Talking Pictures, it says, and now live from live. television, we bring you together. It's it's cracking. I don't, I don't know what's wrong. I don't know why half the world aren't tuning in to find out about Mrs. Potts and whether she goes to the biker's reunion on Saturday. Yeah, it's one. I mean, it's just wonderful. And what's interesting about it, though, because, I mean, we've been talking a lot about how it's black and white films, but it isn't just black and white films. There, is, there are newer films on there and colour oh, films, yeah. but also oh, television, oh, isn't there? Well, let's be careful where we say new, because new for us is about 1982, and that's it. <laughs> yes, that's what I was <laughs> thinking. We don't really go past ninety. I've played a couple of nineties films and they bummed. So we 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 don't really go past nineteen eighty five, possibly. I would say, um, but yeah, we had up the junction on the other night. Susie Kendall, Dennis Waterman, looking very Good, young right. and charming. That's beautiful color. Yeah, we've got uh, Cliff Richard on now in color. Yeah, we do play color as well. You know, and just television as well. So some television series that crop up, aren't there? Yeah. Oh, Van der Volk, Fridays, the original with Barry Foster. Oh, that's interesting. That's a very... <laughs> that's your, your singing, is it? That's, the, that's a very good scheduling, actually, because, of course, ITV made a, a remake of Van der Volk, and, of course, that made everyone go, oh, let's actually watch the original. So you, you, you're very clever. You, you're very clever there, aren't you? Well, I could take the credit, but actually we started it months before then. then. <laughs> But yes, yes, it was brilliant scheduling by us. Yeah, that we were up against it. Uh, we got Public Eye, Frank Marker. Everybody loves Frank Marker. Um, what else we got? We've got um, uh, Hazel. 
I'm surprised you guys went into Hazel. That's great little series. Tell Hazel. us about Hazel. I can't remember what Hazel was. What, tell tell us about that. Nicholas Ball looking gorgeous. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's what we'll, we'll look at that. Uh, we've got Budgie with Adam Faith. Oh, yes. Now, that's a classic. And Rumpole of the Bailey, I noticed you put that, that on in the middle of the night, don't you? Is that less popular? Yeah, <laughs> I tell you what, though, you may laugh, but... <laughs> no, I'm not laughing, yeah. honestly. <laughs> Since lockdown, um, our audience has actually really increased at sort of 2, 3, 4, 5 a.m. Oh, right, yeah. So, you know, whereas other channels try and sell you a hoover. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, we, we thought we'd give everybody something good to watch. How so you can to watch Rumpole, Callan, um, you know, uh, what else? Oh, we're playing Target the Corruptors, really good Hollywood kind of stars popping in and out of every episode stories. It's also, but there's also, there's, I mean, I noticed you're running some uh, children's programmes as well. Run Around. Run Around, Mike Reed. Go, 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 you wallies. He's the one who ended up in, in EastEnders, wasn't it? That's Mike right. Reed, isn't it? Yeah. That's Mike Reed. Here's the oh, deal, right? Which guy went to the head of Southern Television and said, I've got this cracking idea for a kid's TV show, and the presenter's going to be Mike Reed? I don't, I don't think Mike Reed and children screen. No, it's not the first thing you'd have thought of, is it? No, and, and and to be honest, bless him for the whole of the show, he keeps telling them to shut up because he's got a headache. <laughs> a, I noticed there's also um, something I grew up with. And it's just obviously an age thing, but used to air on ITV prime time Friday nights. The gentle touch of Jill Gascoigne. Oh dear, Jill! It's yeah, wonderful. Sure. It's wonderful. We lost, her. we lost her. When did we lose her? Just last year, I think. It was yes, her. I think so. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, so sad. I I always wanted a Jill perm. I think we should go back to a, a Jill from Gentle Touch perm. It was just gorgeous. So, so one of the things that it intrigues me, looking at you, the channel completely, is you're so passionate about it, and you can tell just listening to you today, you're so passionate about it. What is it that drives that passion? Is it a passion for showing old television and old films or, or something else? Mm, good question. I'd Thank like you. To See, I'm doing my I'm job not- today. <laughs> I want. It's unusual. I'd like to say it's because I'm making loads of money. Well, I was going to ask is that I didn't like to put that into the equation. Um, I, I just think that it is a bit criminal that so much of this stuff, if we hadn't come along, I mean, a lot of it, all right, who would want to see it again? I do get that. Uh, you've got to be a bit specialist for some of the series and, and films. But I just felt that it was wrong that, you know, it was just sort of everything was just sort of left in old archives going moldy. Mm, yeah. Um, and that to me is probably my biggest driver is that, you know, I want to get these films by some great directors, you know, David Lean's work is hardly ever seen. Um, we've got some of Michael Caine's first films. Not a lot of people know about that. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Boom, boom. Uh, um, and, and yeah, so that is me. And then, if you could spend a day in this office and listen to the phone and and read the read the emails and open the letters and stuff, I think you'd realise how much a little channel that Dad and I run from our back garden means to so many people. Do, do you know what you're do you, do you know what you're actually saying by saying that? It's almost like you're inviting us to come and visit. <laughs> I think we might have to come along and answer your phones for a day and have a look what's going on there because it sounds too fascinating for words. Do, do do people put stuff your way or are you constantly sifting for things and looking for things? 
Yeah, uh, a bit of both, really. I mean, we're really fortunate. I don't know if you heard this story, but BBC News, we were on the National 6 o'clock news oh, wow. um, in June. Um, this this BBC camera crew phoned and said, look, we'd like to do a little piece. And we thought it was like for, I don't know, BBC. Like local television. Yeah. Watford, you know, you've got to pay it through. And it. I, I just, I honestly thought it was just a piddly little thing. And then... And then we turn the six o'clock news on and blow me down. Fiona Bruce goes, and now we'd like to talk to the father and daughter team taking the British television uh, industry by storm. That's amazing, amazing, isn't it? That's amazing. It was crazy. The phone did not stop for weeks. We had people turning up in the drive just to come and shake our hands. Could they have a chat with us? Could they see how it's run? It was just phenomenal. Um, so, yes, we do get people turning up quite quite a bit just to have a chat and stuff. But, yes, uh, a lot of people donate films to us. Um, we can't play certain things. Um, I suppose there's things about rights issues, about people, yeah, actors yeah. are in things and some of the actors don't sign it off and it's all complicated, isn't it, I think? Exactly. Exactly that. So we're very fortunate. We've got a big archive of films that we own the rights to that keep us going. And then we we get donations of films, family films and um, bits that directors themselves come and donate to us that they own the rights to. Wow. Um, and then we license films. So we, we now, six years in, we, we go and buy films from Paramount and ITV, um, all their old archives. Um, and Studio Canal, you know, some of the, the really big boys, which took us a long time to, to convince them to work with us. Um, and we licensed from them to, to bring films. So it's not just, you know, obscure B films. It's it's big stuff as well. And what, uh, was, was that scary when you started sort of making the context of the big boys, as you as you put it? Uh, yeah, it, it wasn't scary <laughs> so much. It, I mean, no, bless him, my dad, he's 73. He's been in the industry since before God, you know, he's... He, He's always worked in the industry. So he did know these people, but they just kind of didn't get what we were about. You know, and trying to crack Paramount and tell them, look, we don't want any of your new films. We want the stuff that's sitting in your in your cellar that you don't even know you own the rights to. That's what we want to license. And it was just kind of a bit of a headache for them. So we had to be like a bit of a flea in their ear for quite a long time mm. until they started really thinking. So, and then once you've got the first contract out of the way, you know, the rest follows. I mean, do you think all the the, the ability to do that um, really has made you a, a very credible part of the industry up against the big broadcasters as well? I mean, do you feel that you've really got a position in the, in the industry now? We do. We don't really get involved in industry politics and we don't get involved in the industry press. So whether some of the really big boys have heard about what we're doing and what our audience numbers are like, I don't know. But um but yeah, I, th- I think it's made a lot of the schedulers, should we say, sit up and listen because you know they're now all playing a black and white film in the afternoon, which they hadn't done for about forty years. Can I ask a really nerdy question? And I'm so sorry for people who are really bored at home, going, "Oh, this is really nerdy." How do you actually find out how many people are watching on Freeview? Is there a way you get some data on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all TV channels, uh, pretty much in the UK, we subscribe to a. Um, data agency called barb B-A-R-B, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh, people that represent barb up and down the country have a special box attached to their telly and that tells you what it i mean it's not an exact science I've got no, the no, sure. um, and you know one barb, barb panel member is kind of weighted for x thousand of people and if two barb people members turn in 
um, then you know that's a really big deal, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, I see. Yeah, that. so it's scaled up. Then they 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 survey yeah. a, a certain number of people and then scale it up, and you get a rough yeah. idea. That must be quite fascinating when you get your barb figures in. It is. We get them overnight, every night. Sometimes. Oh, wow. it's great. Um, the only problem I feel is that they haven't got because they have to tout for people um, in the street, literally, mm. to join the bar panel, and you don't get paid for it. You get kind of vouchers, I think. I, I don't know what you get. Um, uh, so, and I just think people over sixty-five they do struggle to encourage them to take part, mm. which is probably your, one of your core audiences, from what we were saying earlier, actually. Yeah exactly that so although our audience numbers i think there's a much bigger audience watching us than we're getting recognized for because um they're just not on the bar panel i mean we heard earlier about um how you have people phoning you up and how that connection is really important i mean what other things do you do that sort of helps build that that audience loyalty because i've noticed you're doing things like newsletters and podcasts and in better times events and isn't there a dvd label as well yeah, so we've run, Dad and I have run the film club, the Renowned Pictures Film Club, which is free. You know, it's a little magazine and we release new things each month and we do crosswords in it and articles on the stars and stuff. Um, so we've, we've had our own DVD label for about 30 years. Um, so it's not a new thing, but yeah, that kind of keeps the community feeling. People can write into the projectionist and make suggestions and um, tell us what they like, tell us what they don't like. You know, we've had some wonderful stories like... Um, uh, this guy the other month who who tuned in and spotted his mum in a film. Oh, and that's amazing, isn't it? You know, she died sort of 20 years ago. Oh, and um, she'd always told him that she'd been an extra in a couple of films and then blow me down at that precise moment he turns on the telly and there she that's is. That's amazing, isn't it? That's wonderful. Uh, lots of things like people's granddads being in films. Uh, we had children of stars um, that are, you know, big stars. Um, phone up and say, I, I've never seen my mum's film with this. You know, you've oh. you, you've you've played it, and we've never ever been able to see it before, and now we finally have. Um, so yeah, so we do a newsletter every Sunday on email to f- for free again, just chatting about what's new and news and little tidbits of information and um, a quiz, and then what's coming up on the channel next week and what premieres. We've got a big premiere at the weekend of. Um, a Roy Rogers and Trigger film, which um, if you're a cowboy fan, Roy Rogers will be your hero and Trigger the Wonderful mm, will be your right, hero. That's right, yeah, that's all cowboy yeah. films, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly, never, ever aired. It's called um, Spring Prime in the Sierras. It's never, ever aired on British television. Wow, that's amazing. Sarah, out of all the things, I know you've been going for a long time now, and I, I this is almost like a trick question, but here we go. Out of all the things that you've aired, what things were you, what thing were you most excited about airing, or getting hold of, or showing to people? Uh, oh, that's a tricky one. I'm very proud of Hell Drivers. Hell Drivers is a cracking British film that we licensed, um, and I was really proud to bring that back to TV screens. Um, that was a huge box hit in the cinema. It's all about British truck driving. Um, and it's incredible. And it, there's lots of funny speed up scenes as well that are intentionally slightly hilarious. Um, I was very proud of Hell Drivers um, being able to play that. Um, I think my biggest achievement now at the moment has been um, a series called No Hiding Place, which anybody of fans of old police series will remember with Raymond Francis as the detective who is in together. He is, yes. Um, but this is where he started. Um, and... Um, 
so we put a call out and sort of started talking to private collectors because the whole series was completely lost. Oh, and right. Okay. Around six surviving episodes. I think they made like 188, so we got quite a way to go. But um, but we found six. Did I and these were, previously, these were lost, completely lost. No, completely lost. Completely <gasps> lost. Yeah. Wow. That is amazing. Yeah, I'm and not surprised. The people, the people who are putting them your way, then they presumably have recorded them or they've got a, an archive version of them, and then they're sending your way. And they've probably been sat somewhere dustily for a long, long time. These are specialist collectors, so these are yeah. people that collected the original uh, film cans. Wow. So um, it's not somebody that just kept everything they've ever watched on VHS, like dear old Bob Monkhouse. Well, do you know? I- uh, do you know, I've got it written down in front of me, and I genuinely have. If I could hold up a piece of paper, I, was, I had um, Bob Monkhouse here, because one of the things I wanted to ask you about is the style of what you're doing is very much reminiscent of Bob Monkhouse, because, of course, after he died, everyone found, or people found out about his huge, huge archive that he'd been recording all sorts of things for years on end, and that must be something you'd want to get your hands on, really, isn't it? I'd love to. The problem is um, a lot of it's VHS. Oh, right. Yeah. And um, it's not broadcastable, I suppose, is it? No. You know, by the time I've transferred that and put it through a satellite and back, I think you'd be lucky if you could, you know, read mm. out what it's actually called, let alone watch it. One of the things I found amazing is the, the the old films, the amazing visual quality of them. I mean, the restoration work is is amazing. Yeah, Dad and I are very proud of that. We work very hard on restoration. And, you know, and we clean up films that we've actually paid money to license and the the big boys won't spend the money cleaning them up so we've done it it's incredible it really is so sarah where do you see yourself and your channel going in the future i mean it's 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 been hugely popular and particularly over the last sort of six or seven months or so where where, where do you see yourself going or where, your channel going oh keep going keep going i think you know as long as i possibly can i want to be a free tv station um you know it was very very important to us that you know we really were getting to the people that needed us most um i'd like to launch online as well um in the future maybe have a talking pictures app mm. um is that so that people people can watch it when they want to watch it in yeah. at, you know whatever time they want to yeah possibly i don't know i don't know i might not go that far <laughs> <laughs> it might be a time schedule and you still yeah. got to tune in online at a certain time but um you know i, I think you know we we need to be online in some offering the, the biggest problem i've got is the the rights to a lot of these old films the people that own them don't know that if they've got the online rights mm. they can't even sell them to me because they physically don't know if they own them or not so that's presumably of- they were set up for a showing as a film or a tv but or not necessarily because yeah. the internet had never been invented when they they were were produced i suppose exactly exactly i mean wow. the sad thing is most of the stars got paid a cutler bob and a pie and chips on the way home mm. so you know, there are, they, they're not they're not looking for royalties bless them but but they can't just sign rights over that they haven't got so that's complicated mm. um, i miss filming you know we just started to get our really big production base going where we were filming with the stars that are still with us and having oh. chat with them and talking wow. about their time and we were doing takeover days we did a great takeover day with lovely paul o'grady and rita tushingham and i love wow. paul he's been a huge supporter and and he touts us 
every time his radio show's on. Um, he's always talking about, have you seen what's on Talking Pitch this weekend? Oh, that's great, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I'd, I'd like to do more filming because I just think, you know, we're running out of time with some of mm. these wonderful stars and it's so important to get their memories recorded. Well, that's going to come back, no doubt. There's absolutely no doubt you're going to get to a stage where you can do something with them. Um, a final question for me is, is there um, a film or a television series that, you're not showing, but you'd really love to get your hands on. What's Zeg on that Cars. hit list? Zed Zeg Cars. Yeah, Zed Cars and Dixon and Doc Green. Oh. Yeah. Why, why, why is that? Why, why in particular? Uh, well, uh, because they're, they're, they're <laughs> to me, talking pictures should be showing Zed Cars every afternoon and Dixon and Doc Green. But unfortunately, a lot of it's been lost over the years. A lot of both of them have been lost. And uh, problem number two is they're owned by the BBC who just don't want to work with us. That's really sad, isn't it? That's really, really sad because it's just sitting there somewhere, isn't it? Not being shown on the TV, but it's just sitting there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And we've tried, you know, we've been trying for six years. We we brought libraries from the BBC outright, but they just don't want to license things. And it's annoying because why aren't they playing them then? Mm. Well, exactly. Yeah, it's it's quite selfish, isn't it, almost? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly that. And, you know, we all as taxpayers and licensed, you know, we've all paid for all this stuff. Well, there is that, isn't there? We've already paid for it in a roundabout sort of way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Keep pushing, keep pushing, they'll give in. Oh, well, I hope so. Do you know what, Sarah, it's been a delight to talk to you today. It's been absolutely really fascinating. Has. It really, you've, you've, you know, shone the light on so many things for us. One thing I just want to, to offer you the chance to say, which is very, very important, is just tell us all the ways we can find out how to watch your TV channel. Oh, you're so lovely. Thank you, guys. So it's it's Freeview 81, Sky 328, Freesat 306, and Virgin 445. And all our schedules are on our website, which is talkingpicturestv.co.uk. Um, and you can subscribe to our free magazine and our free newsletter. And if you fancy a book, just at the calendar, which you all must have, uh, it's Renown Films. That's R-E-N-O-W-N films.co.uk. Sarah, it's been an absolute delight talking to you today. It's been wonderful. And I'm going to go and switch on the TV now and see what's on. Thank you. That was lovely to hear from Sarah Cronin-Stanley. And that was the Two Voices Radio podcast. We'll be back again soon. Search for us online, Two Voices Radio podcast.